0: Welcome to Connected Philanthropy. In today's Coffee Talk, we discuss loan requirements, loan tracking, and different loan repayment plans foundations have for their students. The first voice we hear is Rosie Sprangers. Let's join the discussion.
1: So, introductions. My name is Rosie Sprangers. I am a solutions engineer for Foundant Technologies. I've been here for about two and a half years now. And I will have Laura introduce herself. Laura Cruzy. I'm a functional
2: consultant with Foundant. And I have been here uh, a little over three
1: years now. Today's conversation is going to focus on loaning out to different nonprofits in your area or making those loans. And if your fundholders can really engage in that impact investing with you and how you're tracking it. So you can see we're going to break this down into these three big topic areas. So do you have a loan program with requirements attached to that loan program? Are you tracking and recording the loans? How are you doing that? What are the tools that you need in order to be able to do that? And how are you reporting on the loans, both to your internal stakeholders and your external stakeholders?
0: This is Megan Warwick. I'm the CFO at Central Florida Foundation in Orlando, Florida. Um, We are actually just starting our first loan program. Um, and so we are allowing fund holders to opt in at a $100,000 uh, grant minimum. So they would make a grant from their donor advised fund, what we call a signature fund. Um, and right now that loan is directed only for one particular organization. Um, and it's a, a nonprofit organization that has uh, some expansion parameters, but just needs the upfront capital to make the expansion work for them. Um, And we're, at this point, we're negotiating time commitments. So, you know, we have, we have kind of an idea. Um, It's pretty low interest to about 2% um, interest rate and a four year repayment schedule with payments every six months so they don't have to pay us every month, I'm not going to be a mortgage servicer. (laughs) Um, But you know it's something interesting that we're just starting to get into and I've played with the loan features in my sandbox. Um, and I think that'll be very helpful once we get things, you know, finalized and, and nailed down. So um, I'm interested to learn what others have. And, you know, I'm sure just like community foundations, you know, once you've seen one lo- loan program, you've seen one loan program, they're all going to be different <laughs> and for yeah. different purposes. Um, So I, you know, I'd love to hear from others what they're doing and what they're thinking and what's really driving and what's causing the you know, the foundation to, to start a loan program.
1: And Megan, did I hear you correctly that if I as a fund holder opt in, my my section of money goes to one organization, so it is that one-to-one relationship?
0: Uh, essentially, yes, but only because right now this one loan is for one particular organization. So we, we don't have a loan pool yet, but I anticipate that we'll, we'll end up um, in that. In that seat. I'm uh, Susan Octolodi and I'm with
3: the Comox Valley Community Foundation in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, we've just started our impact impact investment program as well, but we're doing it a bit differently. We don't have a lot of um, donor advised funds, so we have community funds. And so we are using community funds holistically to actually fund the invest, uh, impact investments. So um, a bit different. So our board has established our kind of dollar amounts that they will be um, investing. We've agreed to invest 5% of our assets, which is about 600 or $700,000 towards the program. Um, We we set our time commitments and and payback schedules essentially with um, the people that we are investing with the organizations that we're investing in um and thus far we've only done one relatively small $75,000 uh last September and they've already paid us back 40,000 so it was a you know fairly low risk we knew them very well going in we set out a you know a repayment schedule of seven years but they've already you know considerably shortened that so mm-hmm. uh, and we are using um we are using Uh, the loans function within within community suite to actually track the loans so yeah it's going well
2: did you receive any pushback from the local banks concerning the community foundation making loans out to the community
3: um no actually we were encouraged uh we the organization we invested in uses use the credit you used to use credit union to do their first hold their first mortgage um and we were actually they actually encouraged us to um, participate alongside with them they couldn't go any further but they felt that it was a fairly low risk loan um we have a great relationship with the credit union and they were very encouraging um and they actually did you know that due diligence on our behalf so a lot of the work that had we had you know that the due diligence work that should have been done well could have been done up front was actually done by the credit union on our behalf so
1: does anyone else have um Program requirements oh. that they would like to share. Megan, did you have something else to add?
0: Um, yeah, we um, we kind of look at it a little bit differently because we are focused on nonprofits for our loan program, um, and particularly th- with this first one, the specific uh, nonprofit. But we also run a social enterprise accelerator, so if there are organizations, whether they're organized as for profit or nonprofit. Um, We want them to go through that accelerator first. Um, And actually this nonprofit that we're working on this loan program with, um, they went through the accelerator a couple of years ago. Um, And so we understand their business, our our serial entrepreneurs who make up the advisors for the accelerator. Um, They really understand how this business works and how this entity works and so they've been able to provide good input on, you know, how this organization will operate and how it will easily expand with this capital investment. So, you know, we we kind of run things through the Social Enterprise Accelerator first, if, whether it's a nonprofit or for profit, um, and then I anticipate we'll expand the loan program to nonprofits and, and certainly nonprofits that come out of that accelerator.
1: That's great. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I love that idea. I, I hadn't heard about
2: um, having an accelerator program before to kind of have them go through and to really get to know that organization ahead of time before giving the loan. So
1: I, I love that. All right, let's jump to how to track and record the loans. I heard a couple people mention community suite. And that is found for anyone who might not be familiar that is found in product, which is a CRM and fund accounting all for community foundations. So we do have loan functionality in community suite and it is to say this one fund is loaning to this one organization. So not that model of being able to say all of these people are loaning to this one organization. Um, So We're kind of in discovery mode to say what tools would make tracking easier for some of these loans, especially if it's coming from, the loans are coming from multiple funds. But just how is it set up on your financials? Are you keeping the interest receivable on your financials? Are you keeping um, the different, if you do need to allocate interest received from people you're making loans to do how do you allocate that out to the different participants in the impact investing program so really very open-ended here and sometimes this is simpler if just the one fund is making the loan and you're just tracking that in community suite the tools are already there but are there other complications that you're running into as you're trying to track this in your system in an excel doc um, what are the, what are the needs? What are the desires in this area?
4: We are all over the map, and we have such a mix of approaches. Um, we
1: have we have heard that. <laughs> um,
4: so we we've really only had a couple of direct loans. They all pieced together small amounts of money from multiple funds. Um, it was such a short term that it was, and there was no interest. So it just, we still made it work for tracking. Uh, We have one that has quarterly interest comes in and we just had to assign, you know, that just all lives within one fund just to make Mm -hmm. that easier. Most of what we have are loan guarantees. Um, So we're guaranteeing quite a few, I think, well, no, it's for-profit and nonprofit loans in order for them to get lower interest rates and for us that's been the super challenging thing to track because we have all of this restricted money that's sitting there technically guaranteeing these loans and so we have notes all over the place in community suite to remind us not to grant out that money and then we're tracking it in excel um, so what we're doing I didn't even is-
1: think about that so that's just the nice part about having cash on hand you're able to guarantee that
4: yeah, and we have a few that are guaranteed actually with our invested funds. So as we've been doing more of those, it's just getting trickier to track and right. keep track of which funds are committed already and which ones are actually available for either grants or potential future impact investing. I'm hoping that eventually we will have an actual impact investing pool. So make that tracking easier. But right now we're just pulling it from a variety of board-directed assets.
1: Okay. Okay.
4: And donor-advised funds.
1: I could get into a million, <laughs> million questions with the impact investing pool as well. Same. Uh- But (laughs) I have, I've spent a lot of time having these conversations and it is definitely the you've seen one community foundation, you've seen one community foundation aspect to it all, Um, but it just gets more and more complicated as we start to talk about allocating and what time did they get into the loan program and so then allocate their fair share based on that time, somewhat similar to just being able to track it, but how are you reporting on the loans, both internally and externally. And we have this broken down into categories to say, are you showing an impact investing loan on your fund statement? So that is more specific to things like a donor advised fund, or if you let the agencies borrow from their agency funds, How are impact investing loans reported to your board of directors, are they expecting certain metrics are they monitoring that program it sounds like there were some impact investing. committees So what are you reporting to those committees, and then do you collect outcome information from those grantees or the people that you're making the loans to so any kind of due diligence there or. Um, follow up information that you're collecting from the folks that you're granting or that you're loaning money to. So does anyone want to touch on the reporting, either internal, external, both?
0: Um, This is Megan again. Um, We haven't made our loan yet. So I'm kind of eager to learn what others actually do. Um, I anticipate that we'll um, certainly be in discussions with the uh, the donor advisors that put money into the loan fund, um, you know, certainly more frequently than than just our normal annual review. Um, I'm curious to see from a governance perspective where that reporting is going to lie. Is that more, you know, for us the audit committee? We don't have a a uh, impact investment committee yet, but maybe that'll come through our investment committee. Um, And yeah, we do expect to collect um, outcome information from this particular borrower. They, the loan is um, helping them expand employment opportunities for uh, visually impaired people across the country. Um, And so, you know, we wanna know based on the loan that we were able to provide them, you know, how much more in contracts could they earn um, and how many more people could they employ, so.
1: That's great. And is there any kind of contingency on next steps based on the outcomes?
0: Um, not at this point, but I okay. imagine that will you know it will certainly will um, certainly be part of the conversation.
2: I don't know about you, Rosie, but I am hearing from some of the foundations I've been talking to an inclination to setting up like this impact investing or loan program. Um, that way as making it just part of the overall portfolio. It's, It's not broken out separately. And so for everybody that's setting this up as just part of the portfolio, is that like the loan receivable is just part of the portfolio and the interest is included in that too? Or do you have that separate or from your purposes, it's just all together. Um, I mean, most of our questions today just came out of Rosie and I talking things. We know we have questions on about these loan or impact investing loan programs. Um, So does anyone else have something? Maybe you wanna ask the bigger
1: group here so you can see what else the, the other foundations are doing. Does the impact investment committee set the interest rate if so how often um for an impact investment committee or anyone who's really in control or the governance over these
0: this is andrea um
5: i i'm just now looking through our, our ips for our impact investment like i'm pretty new to all this so all these questions are really helpful um and and so what i'm reading on on ours um it's showing at annual average investment return of 1.5 to 3% for the impact investment portfolio. Um, And how it's been, I believe this goes through the board uh, or excuse me, the investment committee to to get approved and then sent to the board um, for their approval. So Is that for
1: every individual loan? You mean it gets sent to the board?
5: Not every single loan, no. So I don't believe this IP It just said it was updated in 2020 so I don't believe this is something that is like annually updated. I don't know if it's case by case or okay. maybe if the amount changes and, and but I know it definitely has to go through the committee approval for it to be changed again. And then in terms of re- recording and tracking, so I don't do a lot of that financial stuff. So I, I'm more the person that does the presentations and the meeting minutes and all of that. So that's why this is all really new to me. I'm just now getting introduced to helping out with Foundant. And I do see that the particular loans are listed, um, I think like as our own fund. So it's definitely recognizable when it's presented to the board and to our investment committee of like the payment dates, even the interest amount, balance and and, and to the last question, we we did have a success story of our um, um, loan getting um, paid off in full early and we, did a exit interview to understand the impact of what worked, what didn't work so that we can definitely assess the next um, particular organization that we will be working with. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so we did an exit interview, which was very helpful. And so the company is called Palmetto Project. And basically they said they didn't have to take out any more loans because they were self-sufficient after this. So it was a really success story of showing that they were able to stand alone now Um, and grow their business and add staff and it it was just really great to to see the the impact that that it has done and grown so the exit interview is really helpful to understand um the overall impact
1: yeah is that something then that you publish out to like in an annual report or is it something that you then keep as like yeah it's 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 recorded in the board
5: yes it's recorded in the meeting minutes and that that's in the consent agenda that does
1: get sent to the board Mm -hmm. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, that's a success story, definitely.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so Marsha also has in chat. I don't even know what CDFI is. What is that? <laughs> she said that they work with CDFIs to help set the loan term interest amount. It's a community development finance institution. Oh, okay. Okay. Google just told me that too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so then that takes kind of that governance, or it's more accountability or someone who's naturally used to kind of setting those things without having to spin up a committee to make those determinations. That's a great idea. So it is um, what I'm hearing, which I had not heard before, are some of these different partners throughout the community. So getting To know which organizations may be in need, having the CDFI set the terms or maybe help with the risk, I'm guessing. So all of that is really interesting. A lot of partners throughout the communities. Does anyone else want to share some of their experiences? What about, um, are there any things that you've tried and you decided that that was not working? So any kind of Missteps or stumbles along the way that you would like to share as learning experiences with the attendees. Sometimes this is new. It's like a trend that's popping up in community foundations. So sometimes it's so new that people are not quite sure of what's going to work and what's not going to work.
2: Yeah, and it looks like Terry had a good Um, little tidbit there. Many areas don't have a CDFI that serves their geographic area, but if willing, a bank or credit union could serve as one. That's helpful information.
1: Definitely. That is.
2: Kay Riley said, can you put the loans in your system fund and feed the interest through the revenue share? How do most people set this up in C-suite? That's a great
1: question. It is the interest slash fees through revenue share. And certainly revenue share is a great tool for allocating out. It's just helpful to know that the revenue share base of the calculation would be what that fund had in that account. So when we think about the loan amounts changing, this is where I get really confused about the best way to do it. Um, When we talk about the loan balance changing and we talk about the fund balance changing which has a piece of that loan um that's when i get very confused about the best way to track it so i would open that up to everyone else unless laura you have better advice to offer um no i mean it really depends to
2: kay's point if she just wanted the the operating fund um i'm not Okay, I'm not sure what you mean by system fund. Um, C-suite doesn't really have like a default loan system fund, but if you wanted like a fund to just hold the loan, that could be done. Um, Interest and fees could be run through revenue share, but remember revenue share is done on an asset account. Uh, So if every single fund should get a percent of that interest and it should be allocated so if all of your funds are in one large pool and there aren't multiple pools then yeah you could definitely do that or if the interest and fees should just be allocated over your endowment pool or your high risk pool or if you had if as long as there is a specific pool you wanted to share it over it could be done that way uh, it gets tricky if you're trying to share that interest and fee across multiple pool, pools in c-suite um, that would be multiple statement vouchers and need to have to figure out how to split it up amongst them
1: and other other foundations have said we allow people to jump in to this impact investing loan program at different dollar amounts right? So that also gets a little tricky. If Laura said, take my $1 million fund and I'll jump into impact investing at $100,000. Rosie has a fund of $100,000 and says, go in at $100,000. I feel like those allocations get super tricky when I don't know that revenue share can handle that. So those are some complexities. So ideally revenue share, works for saying I received interest income of this amount and I can spread that out to everyone who was in my endowment pool because I take a portion of my endowment pool and I use that for impact investing. Everyone gets still their pro rata share of the interest coming back. Um, but yeah, that's not always the way that foundations are setting it up. Okay. Well, it seems like things have slowed in the chat and Yes. And thank you to everyone for sharing your experiences. Thank you for letting us know what you're doing, letting us know your complexities. We appreciate learning. I learned more today than I've learned in a long time, but my brain feels fried after I spend enough time (laughs) in this topic. Uh, We hope that you learned as much as we did. Thank you for joining and we'll see you again at a future Coffee Talk.
2: Thank you, everyone.
1: And that was our discussion. New episodes of Connected
0: Philanthropy release every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe if you want to hear more conversations like this. Join with other members of the philanthropic community at community.founded.com. From all of us here at Founded, thank you for listening.